Good evening and welcome to Speak As You Move. This is Matt Collins. I'm here live with my fellow co-host, Derek Roebuck. Good evening. I also got Patrick Collins. Good evening. And Joshua Jernigan. Buenas tardes. <laughs> Was that right? <laughs> Buenas noches. No, that's not it. I was like, no, it's like, good afternoon, Buenas tardes. Everybody was saying good evening, good evening. And good I was evening. like, well, I gotta switch it up a little bit. That's okay. Hey, we're we're happy you're on time this morning. I mean this evening. Planos muchachos. <laughs> yeah. Do what I can. You That's know. right. We're a group of fathers, friends, and followers of Christ hoping to bring you uplifting fellowship and real life conversation that glorifies Jesus Christ. This week's topics are Christian <laughs> private versus public schools. And when should our kids start dating? Other than that, neither you nor us know where this is going to go. So let's get started and speak as you're moved. Josh, do you mind uh, leading us off with a word of prayer? I'd be happy to. Dear Lord, as we come together on this radio show tonight, dear Lord, we ask that you be in our midst. As always, dear Lord, we ask that you guide our conversations and topics, that you be in the midst of them, dear Lord. We thank you so much for what you've done for us. Um, we ask your special blessing on all the ones dealing with the coronavirus and the the disruption to their lives, dear Lord. We ask that your peace, calmness, and serenity is granted to them, dear Lord. We we ask that everything that we do tonight be done in your your glory and honor. All these things we ask in that holy precious name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. So Amen. what we have been doing to all the listeners out there, at least I think maybe the past two shows, is saving the icebreaker to like right now. So Derek, Patrick, and Josh have no clue where we're going to go with the icebreaker question. No clue. No clue. Well, you may. You may can read my mind. I don't know. Um, so if it, if it was on your mind, let me know. But tonight's icebreaker is if you could eliminate, well, let's just say if you could eliminate one food that so you would never, well, let's just say what's the, I was going to read it this way. What's the one food that you don't like to eat at all? One food. So does that mean that like... Mm. Like I should still be eating it, or I just no, don't no, like it. No, just you don't like gross. it. You don't like it. Gross. Do like it, it could go it. away and never come back, and we were okay yeah. with that. The question was, All right. yeah, got it. All right, well, I'll kick it off because I know that, like, without even think, onions, onions. Huh? I have no des- <laughs> no desire to eat onions. Wait, wait. I don't know what onion is about onion, but it doesn't matter. Just any onion whatsoever. I wait, don't wait. want any part of it. Onion powder on an everything bagel. The little um, onion diced onions. Everything bagel has little onions on him. And I'm a big fan of If it of, has of, of onions in it, I have no desire. Now, if you get it down to a powder the guy, or or it's in a or it's in like a salsa or or okay, okay. or like you said, if it's fried, I mean sure I can I can eat it. But just a raw yeah. onion, like for example, uh, onion on a, a hamburger. Blooming onion? Or I mean, I don't, I don't mind blooming onions, but I have to dump it in the sauce. So, <laughs> but <laughs> raw onions, raw onions to me, just they dominate everything. I mean, like it bugs me so much when I order a steak yeah, and they dump onions not, all over. And I'm sitting there just like, sweet. I just paid like a significant amount of money. Well, it's not significant, but I paid some amount of money for this steak, and now I just feel like I'm eating onions. Where do they dump so. onions like raw in a steak? Maybe well, cooked onions where you, too. Where do you go? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying like I'm Wait, saying, saying like cooked and raw or two onions. Just onions. Onions. 
onions, period. Got Don't onions. want any part of them. <laughs> Do not want any part of them. So, but if you're asking about like varying degrees, raw onions, no, no need whatsoever. And then gotcha. I guess, uh, like Josh said, onion powder. Yeah, I could eat onion powder. I mean, but I mean, not no straight though. That'd be weird. Not by yeah. <laughs> no I desire eat. for onions. The onion powder challenge, yeah. like you couldn't do that, like a spoonful of onion powder. Uh, <laughs> did any of y'all ever do the Dude. cinnamon? Did any of y'all ever do the cinnamon oh, challenge? I, I can't remember. No. Tried it. I did the uh, saltine, uh, saltine crackers. You heard of that one? How many was it? I forget. Six. Well, I don't know. Six? I think the challenge is six in a minute. Six in a minute with no water. No water. Oh man. <laughs> I, don't yeah. I don't know. I've had people like they'll. Well, I've, I've never witnessed someone do it. I don't know if y'all are able to do it. I've tried myself and was not been able to accomplish it. I don't know why you'd I want to. Tried it. Derek, just about I mean, why milk. why drink a gallon of milk? I mean, just yeah, to, to prove it to uh, can. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's I guess. That's something else I've never done. Is the gallon milk milk gallon challenge or whatever it is. I've done watermelon challenge. Weren't y'all there for that? I don't even know if it was a challenge. I think it was just someone brought a watermelon and said everybody eats. So you can eat the you did the Krispy Kreme challenge. I did. I did. Oh, well, I can do that. Can you, Derek? No. That's Derek what I'll get on board with. Uh, yeah. I'm constantly challenging myself. <laughs> yeah. I had six last Friday. I'm sure I can beat it. Yes. I'm always trying to improve. Matt, do you remember the Krispy Kreme run? That's what that he's we talking. did. That's yes, he talking did. About. That's okay. what I was talking about that Krispy Kreme challenge. Oh uh, yes. Go and oh. And he run back. Oh, no. I, no. You lost me at the run part. <laughs> Stevie C did it. Well, it took all the listeners out there. That's uh, Josh's brother-in-law, Stephen Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else was with us on that? William, I think. No. William was there. I don't remember exactly, but I know William was there. Yeah, he did it twice, I think, because he did it with me. Jacob did it next time. And Jacob wished he would have woke up with a migraine. That was his uh, comment. <laughs> it was <laughs> disgusting. Her head cold. I tell you what, though, that mile on the way back was the fastest mile I've ever run in my entire life. <laughs> really? I thought I was gonna have a heart attack, <laughs> but it was the <laughs> fastest mile I've ever. You get this blood pumping through, you know? <laughs> so up. much sugar coursing through my veins. I was rolling, buddy. Uh, oh man, that is something. That is something yeah, else. You should do it, Josh. You can probably do it. Sure. Journey can do it. I mean, I've done the bridge running stuff, but the whole eating in the middle of it, I'd, I'd have a problem with that. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, not, it's not the best. I don't know if I'll do it again. Derek, what about you, buddy? <laughs> One food. Oh, that's pretty tough. Now, nah, I mean, it's, I guess it's easy to say like vegetables, like a. Zucchini or something like that. Man, um, fried zucchini? You never had no, fried zucchini? I'll, I'll, no, zucchini no, no, it's good, funny. Man. Zucchini bread is really good. Um, so I won't say zucchini because um, I would assume still. zucchini is in zucchini bread. But um, I would say good, pickles. Good, good guess. Pickles. pickles that's one that's probably pretty controversial. Um, I do not like pickles at all. I don't like pickle juice. don't like to taste pickles. I don't want them on my burger or... Anything like that. So I'm, I could I could be okay without ever seeing a pickle. Fried pickle? Tasting a pickle. Nope. Nope. None of the pickles. The little bit of pickle juice when you take the pickle, the two pickles off nope. your chicken sandwich? Nope. nope. Chick-fil-A? I get no pickles. I get no pickles on my pickle sandwich. Well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you can get no pickles and take it off. 
Well, no, I mean, you could say that sometimes Chick-fil-A makes a mistake and it gets it wrong, but that isn't correct. No, I think you're right. <laughs> and to be yeah, honest, saying you're probably, you always, you're, not probably, you're, probably, you're probably one of the ones that order something special each time just so you get it fresh, like the most fresh, you know? Like no, no I remember somebody, for you. No, I remember somebody saying that, um, somebody said that they would get fries with no salt. They would order fries oh. with no salt, and that would cause them to have to make a fresh batch of fries every time. And I would and punch that person. They would salt them. You realize oh, yeah. how much that is to do. Like, well, you would punch this person kitchen. regardless. But somebody orders that, and you're in the kitchen. And I mean, I get picked on if I talk about my my brief stint at Chick Fil A. But that was something that I remember very vividly. Like somebody orders no salt, and you're like, "We've got one bin for fries here." It's covered in yep. salt. We've been salting the fries all day. All right, we're There's salt residual to, on the bottom. Yes, we're an hour away from being able to take this stuff up, go to the dishwasher, you know, and like clean all this stuff up for the night. And you order no salt, and there's nowhere to put the fries to not get them to get salt on them. And it's just a just a like yeah. seriously. Please don't do that. Yeah. If you're a good person at heart, like just realize what you're doing. Okay, that's just not nice. I've never there'll be there'll be no salt but extra saliva. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no salt if we dump the fries on the floor and then put them in your little red box. Just rinse them off. Josh Jernigan does not officially speak for Chick Fil A. Or, or I know. Chick-fil-A okay, that's just my own opinion. <laughs> my own opinion. And they'll probably say yes. And <laughs> our pleasure to give you fries with no salt. But that is not a pleasure at all. So we please don't do that. I mean, we order like a, a no pig. I mean, no pig is fine. We already got the buns and the chicken. We might have to fry yeah. some new chicken, but then we're going to do that anyway. Especially late at night. It's kind of annoying because you got all the chicken together. and That's all you're going <laughs> to. Anyway, Man. don't do it. Don't Man, do I it. No pig. Know, I didn't even know people did something like thought that that through. So yeah. thorough people are crazy. Like They'll no, order all kinds of stuff. Like I get the no pig, but I mean like no, it's just like. And then they'll put their own salt on it, and you'll see them do it. And it'll yeah. just make your blood they boil. Just, <laughs> do they just want their own? Yeah, it wasn't that he didn't want the sodium. No, he just wanted to. Uh, wanted his amount of sodium on it. Well, I mean, or just he just wants fresh fries, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. They don't ever give you really fries. bad fries. Hot fries. No, they're they're probably they like a, a timer on with them. a two minute timer. I mean, it's 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 not very much, and maybe like five. I mean, it's it's a pretty short timer before they toss them. Mm-hmm. So you're no with the pickles, buddy. No pickles. Take that trash away from me. Have you had them no in, in just a couple times? Yeah, of bad experience? yeah I mean, no. I mean, I've had them before, and um, you know, I didn't like the like I had them on my burger and didn't know it or something. I'm just like, oh, what is this grossness? You know, I don't like the crunch of them. It's just, you know, it's just something, about, something, something I like. Yeah, I like them all. That's, that's, like, I like okra. A lot of people don't like okra, you know, and I'm okay with that. But, like, I love some fried okra. But you love cucumbers? Mm-hmm. No. I want it fried. Mm-hmm. No, I, don't want, I don't want healthy okra. Fried I want okra. fried okra. Not yeah, he's not eating the okra and tomatoes. No, that's not. No, 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 no. Man, the deer got my okra in my garden this year. I was so bummed. Oh, man. Deer are mean. So if only I knew somebody that could shoot them. I know. Whack them. I know you can kill as many as possible. Ooh. Whack them. Nah, I can't whack them. Nah, I can't whack them. Um, my, what we 
what's my anti-food? I'm a big foodie. One food okay? you just don't like. Can't. I mean, there's a lot of foods I don't like. Um, one that could be obliterated, like obliterated from the face of the earth, and I would not even care, and wouldn't care if you, what you thought about it either. Like, I mean, okay, there's a few things like Brussels sprouts. I could do without them. Like, especially, I mean, even if you fry them and you try to do all the things to them, I still could do without them. But yeah. I'd feel a little bad because there's some people that really like them. But the one that could be obliterated, and I would not even feel bad about it, it's tofu. Just mm-hmm. get rid of it. Yes. Which, if you ever look up what it is, it's actually a, a bean. It's known as a bean curd, which makes me like it even less. Because that just sounds terrible, too. <laughs> does sound terrible. What are you eating? Curdy I'm eating bean curds. Bean curds. <laughs> bean curds. Yeah. It's basically coagulated soy milk. <laughs> and then people eat it and like, oh, this is just like this. No, no, it's not. It's not just like I anything. hate when people try to tell you when something's just like something else. <laughs> Yeah, if it was just like it, then it would be the same thing. Yeah, I know. It would be, it's not. They would have the same name, and they would taste exactly. They aren't. Buffalo so. cauliflower does not taste like real chicken wings. Okay, <laughs> don't it try to not. tell me it does. Ooh, and I'll, I'll try it once. Is but, that I is mean, that your is that a jab to your sister and like her vegetarian thing or? Well, there? she made it one time. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I, I have no problem jabbing my sister about about food. <laughs> Buffalo cauliflower is gross. Not even here to defend herself. No. no. And in Derek's sister's defense, Denise, I mean, she is going to live 20 years longer than Derek, but it's still going to be. She she does be very healthy. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, because there is the chance, you know, something crazy happens. So, I mean, I agree, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's just. You know, you could you could die on a toilet seat for all we know. You know, or you almost did. Crazier things happen. Elvis Presley did, and you were trying to follow in his footsteps. That's what I hear. The 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 king (laughs) sitting on his throne. Yeah, died on the throne. Oh man, it's too soon, man. Too soon. You seriously almost did last year. Too soon. I know Derek and Patrick don't know how to stand up correctly. Yeah, well, it'll get you sometimes. I'm trying to tell you what, that standing up yeah. sneaks up on you. It ain't for the weary, you know. Uh, huh? I, actually, it probably does make you weary. Like, for the weary. Mm. For all you tall, so, yeah. tall guys out there, when you get out of bed, stand up slow. <laughs> you might end up unconscious <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Derek, is that is that your deal? Too tall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll say that. That's, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Not enough blood to go around, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the blood's pumping way too fast in my heart. It's like, oh, we got to keep this guy going. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my answer is tofu. Yours is tofu. Yep. Man, if I could, uh, I would really love to just, just take all the Taco Bells in the world and blow them up. And, but, oh, I'm bro. Just, but I'm not doing that one. I'm not picking that one. I'm not picking that one. My... What would, what, would the broadcast difficulty? <laughs> what would the cats eat if you blew up all the Taco Bell? No, really, let's just say my pick is collard greens. Never in my life. They're nasty. I've tried them with vinegar. I've tried them like 800 different, I feel like several different ways. And if, if collard greens never exist again, I would be happy about it. Yeah, I'm not a big collard green fan. There are some people that like them, though. Yeah, I mean, I can eat my grass Collars. outside, too, but I decide not to. Yeah, um, blow up the Taco Bell. That that's still kind of. I mean, now granted, 
I, I have blown up almost every Taco Bell I've been to. <laughs> we do that routinely. <laughs> yes. There's nothing big about that. You want to go to all the Taco Bells, like you're saying. Yes. Okay. Taco Bell should have like rest area bathrooms in them. Uh, yeah. Like you walk in and it's like 15 stalls long. Like they should be like, known like for their Disney bathrooms. World. Like just boom, 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 all the way down. No mirrors. Stadium. Just straight Stadium bathrooms. It's so nasty. <laughs> But I think collard greens are worse than that. They're so nasty, too. Man, they're bad. Yeah, collard greens are worse. I don't know than what people. I mean, about. it's like they're just they're eating the pasture out back. There's a bunch of Matt, just hanging out for Thanksgiving dinner. Story on collard greens. You would think, and you know how I like. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I like making me some money and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I As guess. a kid, on Market Street, and I think it's still there. I'm not 100 sure. It was Ruth's Kitchen. Okay. Uh-huh. It was right there at my neighborhood. Like you could walk there. Um. So Ruth's Kitchen had great fried chicken sandwich, okay? Mm-hmm. Go there and get it for lunch whenever, every once in a while. My mom would get the collard greens. And she would offer to pay me a dollar per bite of collard greens. <laughs> I could only do one bite. See? And I mean, like, and there's money on the table. Like, and that money, I get to go spend <laughs> it. Like, I, I was saving up for, like, a... Pocket knife at Ace Hardware, and like, because you can walk through the woods to Ace Hardware. Um, but no, no matter what, I could not bring myself to eat more than one bite. And that's a dollar. A dollar was, I mean, that's that's huge. Like, you don't have to get anything more than a dollar when the ice cream man comes by. Okay, like you're gonna buy whatever he's got on the truck, or at least one thing for a dollar. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was the ra- why? Why a dollar per bite? What was the Trying to get me to eat, trying to eat, trying to get me to eat uh, what she considered a more healthy vegetable. Uh, you know, I'd eat fried okra, but she wanted me to eat greens because, I mean, I guess they're, you know, there's meat. vitamins it's, in them. It's very, very green. It's That's why they call it that, I think. Have you grown to like them? No. They're yeah, terrible. I mean, Derek, you, well, Derek, I, ain't, I know you ain't like them. Yeah, can you fry greens? Is that a thing? (laughs) A guy, I saw a guy frying a leaf the other day, and he actually made it look pretty good. He seasoned it and stuff. Maybe if you wrap them in bacon, I might eat a collard green. Maybe I had some bacon wrapped quail over the weekend, and that that or it made it pretty good. That's not One one thing I have found is it's that there are some vegetables that are much better right out of the ground. So like when you first pick them. They have a sweeter taste to them. I don't know the right. science behind it. Like a carrot, for example. Like I grew some carrots last year in my garden, and mm-hmm. I didn't get any like supermarket looking carrots, but I got a little like little stumpy baby carrots. Right. And I would pick them in the garden and just wash them all right there and just eat them like literally almost right out of the dirt. And they were so sweet and they tasted so much better than like a carrot that. you would buy at the supermarket. So. Maybe that's collard's problem. Is that they they're not right? They're not fresh. You know, they're not. You got to wash them in the tub, cut. and then you uh, yeah. go soak them in vinegar or something. I don't know what you do with collards, and I'm I mean, okay with that. I don't get it. I mean, I mean they, nonetheless, I know some people put like mayonnaise in them. I'm like, well, are you going to put everything in the collard so you don't taste the collards? And then you're like, I like collards. Uh-huh. So, like that defeats the purpose. But anyway, mm-hmm. all right, guys. <laughs> That's enough of the food. Let's get to a more moving on, move more serious topic. I guess you could say. Christian schools, Christian well, Christian private school versus public school. Um, what's your thoughts 
on each, I guess. And if you had a choice, I don't know if you have a choice, or where are you sending your kids or where are you planning to send your kids and kind of what's the, the reasoning behind that. So we're not we're not talking about like Christian college, it's like you know elementary K through twelve, whatever. So, um, Derek, I know you probably got a, a young and already in the elementary school system. I do, I do. Um, my nine year old has gone to a different school every year. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Rebel. <laughs> yeah. Has she been kicked out? Yeah, she's she's a real terrible child. Terrible child. No, it's uh. We well, she had preschool in Virginia, and then we moved to Columbia. Um, I'm sorry, she was in preschool, and then first grade in Columbia, and then she the there was a preschool first grade school here, and then when she got out of that, she went to second grade in an elementary school, and then she tested out of that school and went to another school yeah. for third grade. But yes, yeah, so I would go to pri- I would do private school if if it was like for her, she's very gifted. Um, and so, like, I would be okay doing private school if it was necessary for her, you know, for to her. be challenged. And, yeah, for her. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, if, if she needs For Wade, it, not um, for much. For Wade? <laughs> no, no. Like, I don't, I don't care nothing about, like, I don't, I'm not worried about private school as opposed to public school. Private school if, costs money. If private school is and, free. Uh, yeah, like, if, it, if it was free, well, point, would you Josh. choose it? I mean, well, and, then it wouldn't really be much of a, like, what's let me the, also set another precedent, too. Let's try to deviate from the, oh, I don't live in a good district. Maybe that okay. might be, that's a big factor, but that's, that's that a, is a big factor. Well, I will say, I would, <laughs> I would never consider private school um, unless, like right now with COVID, like unless the private schools are sending kids back to school in person and the public schools aren't, then got to get rid of those kids. Yeah, like, well, I mean, the kids. Mine are uh, extremely rambunctious and benefit from <laughs> going to school. <laughs> so they I would benefit do that. for somebody from somebody else watching them. They really yeah. They they that. it's it's really good for them. It's good for their health. <laughs> you know, Get them out of the house. they're not threatened nearly as much. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't, uh, they don't show up with weird injuries. You know, uh, in the shape of a backhand. Yeah, that's weird. Why? Why do you have these yeah. five weird marks here? No, they. Uh, I don't. French fries burn so much about it. I'm not a. Um, I'm not opposed to private school or nothing like that, but I have not been presented with the situation where I would need to go to private schools for whatever reason. Public school is fine. Um, I don't think that. Uh, I mean, I survived some public school, and y'all survived public school, and. I don't see no no big deal in it. Yeah. Do you find yourself, I guess, the label of a Christian school, the idea of it more comforting than the public school? I mean, would that be an obvious thing? Or do you hear stories like, I don't know. If they're the same no, no. I mean, I mean, public schools are just as bad as private schools when it comes to what the children are doing. Um, Sometimes worse. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, That's why I'm, I'm, I'm yeah I would I'm agree. I'm surprised you said that, or y'all all agree on the same thing. I mean, it's it's not. Uh, I I wouldn't. I well, Piper would have been going to Bayside High School in Virginia Beach if we had stayed there, and it's notoriously a pretty bad school. Um, but a lot of our folks that lived there went to Bayside, and um, you know it. They I didn't go, so they might say that it was it was a bad school, but. Um, 
quite a few also went to that um christian school right the, um, uh, yeah, gateway. Gateway. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh and most likely if we had stayed um you know we we knew that piper was well she's the only one in school right now um we knew that she was gifted and she would put test out and go somewhere but we just didn't know where that is um but yeah if it was if it was to be you know she's gifted she needs to go to this school but this school is private they don't offer anything else like that for um you know in the public school system then you know i would see about doing it that way um but you know if she can go to public school and still be in a you know get what she needs educationally there then i'm fine with that too Or Josh, either or, don't matter. What do y'all think? Go ahead, Josh. I was going to prefer my brother <laughs> and myself. No, that's, uh, a lot of preferences. So, for all you listeners out there, um, went to public school all the way through. Public university, public, you know, public everything. As um, we moved across town um, when I was in fourth grade to fifth grade, and then going into middle school, my parents did offer um, me to go to um, Cape Fear Academy, okay, which was um, a private. I I said no. I mean, they were they were kind of leaving it up to me, um, and I was I was not excited about that prospect, you know. Um, I don't know why, but it was it was it wasn't what I saw myself as, you know. Like I didn't see myself as a private school kid, and I, I mean, there's there's some social stigmas that come with that, especially as a, a young kid. Um, so I was cool with the, them not spending a ton of money each year, um, and go into that. My take on Christian private versus public, Matt, I, I know you said we, it's a, under the assumption you're not in a bad district, but that is the, the my key there, you know, like, I think yeah. it would make a lot of difference if, you know, right now, and, and they're actually trying to rezone it to where they wouldn't go to Whitney school, my, my, my sister-in-law's school. She's a kindergarten teacher at, um, at Irmo Elementary here in Columbia. And my kids are supposed to be going to her school. Great school. Okay. Um, very diverse. Um, I'm, I'm not Joe Biden worried about my kids growing up in a racial jungle. I want them to. Okay. I, I don't want them just to be exposed to their own kind. Um, I just, I'm just saying, I, you know, I was drawing a difference. Not that you shouldn't vote for him, just saying. Um, I'm just saying that I enjoyed being exposed to so many different views and so many different people. You know, I had really good friends of all races and creeds and religions and stuff. And it was wonderful to get exposed to all that. I mean, there is a, a argument for sheltering, and I was sheltered, but I think it gave me a nice balance. Because it wasn't like I went to college and then all of a sudden got hit with a bunch of craziness and, and alternate lifestyles and everything else, you know? Like, you, it, it was kind of like you understood, but you could distance yourself and you were aware of what all was out there for a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the, and I don't know if it's just where I was been at, but even, even now here in Columbia, there is an elitist kind of thing a little bit with regards to Christian private schools, okay? Like, they know that you're of a social, certain social class if you're able to go to one of those. Sure, they have scholarships, but that's not the, that's not the norm, you know? So, um, there's one over there by my work that would take us about 45 minutes to get to each day, uh, called Ben Lippin. 
great school. It's at Columbia International University. They share a campus. Um, and great, great school. But I don't, I don't want that really for my kids. Um, I think, you know, them being closer to the house and, you know, it's just more of a, it's, it's, it's something that if you're passionate about it, it could be worth it. I don't think it'd be worth it for my family. Um, I think, um, it kind of goes back and forth. You know, I've had my nieces and nephews in in private schools or, and then they have charter schools and, and I want the best for my kid. Don't get me wrong, but it's not just the best isn't always the most elite. Does that make sense? Um, like I, I don't know that that that's what I'm, I'm desiring for them just to be in an elite school. Um, but rather I want them to be successful. I don't want them to to struggle and I don't want it to be a rundown district that's not getting any funding. Um, and that that's what a lot of people struggle with. And that's why I've always been okay for school choice because I feel like there's certain neighborhoods with a, a lot of, I mean, you, you know, the areas around a bunch of apartments or something like that, just any lower income, those parents don't have the ability to be in the school and give the support to the school that they would like. And they don't have as active PTAs and, you know, extracurricular programs. And I mean, like I, in my sixth grade, I went to a really, I mean, I thought it was a really good middle school and we went to Disney world as a field trip. We went, I mean, to, yeah, we like that was, was pretty like that, that influences what I'm saying here because I came from a very, um, I guess it's more affluent public school. Okay. Like where people were pouring their time and effort into this public school. Um, mm-hmm. had a young, uh, black female teacher, um, Miss Hillblack, that was a just, just driver. And she's the one that got this Disney world trip set up. I mean, taking, you know, I think it was like 40 kids to Disney world on a field trip at sixth grade. It sounds crazy to me I and mean, looking at it, but That's I mean, they did school. it and we learned and we grew. And I mean, it was a great experience for me as a young kid. Um, so, you know, then, then my, I had great friends of all races. Um, and I think I won't, I don't think I'd been exposed to that. It had, I been in a, um, a private school. Mm-hmm. I do like incorporating Jesus into everything. Okay. And, and, and so that part, I kind of wish that we had, you know, a prayer each morning and that kind of stuff, um, that I think would be beneficial. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm biased because I didn't have a, uh, private school experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I don't think they're for us uh, as it stands right now. I could, I'm open to change. Yeah. Patrick, change my mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not, I, um, it's an interesting topic for me because we really deal with this a lot in Albany. So you have Albany and Leesburg for those of you who don't live or know anything about South Georgia, Albany, Georgia, and then, then obviously Leesburg, Georgia. So driving through, no one really noticed that there's a difference. But there actually is a vast difference. In Albany, the uh, property taxes are really low, but the school system is what many would consider, even the state of Georgia, really bad. So that is what has emerged is is two major private schools, Deerfield and Sherwood. Um, and then in Leesburg, the property taxes and cost of living is a little bit higher. But correspondingly, the school system is a little bit better. And there really isn't that many private schools in Leesburg. So you kind of get this tug of war uh, going on. So um, now we live in Leesburg, but that's really more because we want to be close to the church. Not so much a school system thing. So in saying all that, I mean, it's just interesting to me, this conversation, 
And one thing that Lauren and I constantly ask ourselves is like, okay, what is, what is our goal for Becca? She's three. What is our goal? Like, and the answer to that is always the same. We want Becca to become sanctified or, you know, repent of her sins and be filled with the Holy Ghost and live for Jesus and obviously stay sanctified. Mm -hmm. And so the next question is, okay, well, would, you know, would this hinder that goal going to public school or going to private school? And honestly, if you would ask me today, now I'd have very little experience with private school, but if you would ask me today, I would say that going to private school is more of a hindrance to that goal than going to public school. The reason being is because private school puts you in this microcosm, if you were this, this little bubble. And at mm -hmm. that stage of your life, you should have your roots and it's time to start spreading your wings a little bit like what Josh said, you know? And so, um, I mean, pre-K and all that, that's just, I don't really see a need for, I mean, they're just learning like shapes and colors and numbers and stuff. Like I don't really see a need to pay them $20,000 to learn to do that. So, <laughs> but, um, but so anyway, but the point is that, you know, at least that's for me personally here. Um, and what I've seen in the private schools, it's just a very small group of kids and everybody knows everybody and everybody, like Josh said, looks like everybody. Everybody shares the same life experiences, comes from the same level of income. And there's really, and then even too, with the, with the Christian theology there, um, what you're getting is not necessarily what we would be teaching. Um, so it can be, I mean, they'll, they'll carry home, for example, they might carry home theology at once, you know, co coined once saved, always saved theology. In other words, we're covered by the blood of Jesus and only the blood of Jesus. And you can, you're going to sin every day, all your life, but, and Jesus is there and his blood will forgive you. That's not Bible. And so, I mean, I would, at this point, we would probably rather go public school and, and let her see the real world and trust that the roots will, will keep then try to continue to shelter her and throw her into something where you know the devil might could be more deceptive and and she never really gets to test her strength because you know what good is a bridge if you don't try to cross it yeah do you think do you think like or i guess all y'all and i'll answer my question or i'll give mine with that private school if you're being fed that doctrine patrick do you think it's harder? Well, I guess for all you guys, for them to I mean, adhere to it after you hear it enough and just basically say, okay, that this is actually true what they're saying, or I'm just going to listen. Or is I it mean, more of a chance for them to say, I'm going to challenge the gospel that this is being brought to my attention? Well, personally, this is just, again, living where we live. So I can't yeah, speak yeah, yeah. for South Carolina. Living where we live, it's not like, these folks are waking up every morning and going, how can I manipulate the Bible for my own gain? As, as much as I believe the doctrine of holiness, they believe the doctrine of, you know, salvation by grace and you cannot fall. So, so, and they preach it with such zeal and skill that 
throwing a 13-year-old into that environment and hoping that they have the theological knowledge and experience to combat that is like putting a lion cub, you know, or whatever, you know. And they're going to have your kids more than you do. And then they have my kids more than I do. So, So I would rather them come home and say, hey, daddy, my teacher was telling me that we came from salamanders. Like, I would rather talk about that than talk about, hey, daddy, you know, I heard that Jesus is coming back, you know, like, like at 13, even at 15. Now, by the time, she, by the time she's 18, I would hope that, yes, she could sit in front of any professor or anybody for that matter and say, I understand what you're saying, but here's Romans 6, 7 and 8, you know, or I understand what you're saying, but Timothy says, or I understand what you're saying, but here's 1 John 3, you know, but at 13, there is, I would rather, I would rather deal with open affront um then 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 that that um i don't know what the contrary would be but y'all know what i'm saying no i, I mean i agree i i think it's josh were you going to chime in anything or you may roll no no no. go ahead no i was going to say i was just i guess answer the question i just asked y'all i think it's harder for someone at 13 like you said patrick or even a 15 year old i mean um and i think if you're at 18 you're not defending the gospel you got some other issues to worry about um but the but it, they get this they get this lion's share of your time, Josh. That was a fantastic point, and and they they choose to do wisely. I mean, as they please, and so I think you just you just get that. And sooner or later, you just if you I feel like if you listen to something enough, you start to believe it. Um, but anyway, I think for well, go ahead, Derek. Well, it's not a hard thing to believe. Like yeah. it's yeah, it is. I mean, it's it may be different for us. But I'm saying it's. I mean, if you read the Bible a certain way and you're not really digging or whatever, and you read Thessalonians, and it's like, well, um, there's there's some scripture that is, it if you read it exactly how you read it, you know, it's not a real hard thing. It's not a real hard thing to believe, you know, and that's and that's what majority of people tell you, and if that's what the whole school tells you, and that's what all your friends roughly or more or less believe, you know, and it's a very it's a very easy life to believe that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, it's, you know, okay, well, what do I do now? Well, you don't have to do anything now. You know, we're just basically sitting on our hands waiting on Jesus to come back. Oh, okay. Well, right. I'm good, you know, but not to belittle that or any people's belief systems or nothing, but I'm just saying it's not a hard thing to believe. And especially for a 13 year old, like Patrick's saying, it, it wouldn't be a very tough thing to, to believe, especially if all your friends, you know, if you're living in, in Albany and you know a lot of your friends are in you don't have a huge church crowd you know and a lot of your friends are basically who you hang out with majority yeah. of the day and all the teachers you know the coaches or whoever you know that that's the majority of what everybody says and you might start looking at your parents like well maybe they're the weirdos you know well and, well, and we're the either. buckle on the bible belt too and so again many i'm not saying i'm not thinking of any one person i'm just saying as a culture down here you know, people are, are very, they're, they're Christian minded, but, but a lot of it is Christianity by association. It's not like they themselves have gotten into the word of God. And, and it makes it even more challenging when you get, just like Derek said, you got a small youth group, there's nobody in your, there's no sanctified young folks. So you find two or three people who are claiming to be Christians 
And yeah. then it really gets sticky when those people are claiming it and then going out and I well, see your influences. Yeah. And they're and your influences. Just, and and yeah, then you're you comfortable get, with them. You're comfortable with sending your kids with them, but they don't have the same foundation on salvation. And right. it, it could lead your kid astray quicker than I mean, there's just there was a stark contrast in my high school, okay? Yeah. Of like the people that were following Christ and the people that weren't. And then the people that were claimed to be Christian, but they did their own thing and did their own little mm-hmm. parties and tried to get away with as much as they could. And me, mm-hmm. knowing this, I was able to discern it a lot better than already having this Christian-minded group that we all love Jesus. So whenever we go out and we do something on Friday night, we're all going to have the same motives. And we yeah. wouldn't yeah. have. Um, it was pretty. It's a stark contrast to be exposed to that in high school rather than to just have a, a false security blanket around me and i don't want that around my kids a false security blanket that they're with good people because you hear stories and and some of those good people are the the worst ones to be around you know um definitely wolf in sheep's clothing yeah i mean and i would rather i'd rather put her sorry matt i know i'm interrupting your time but this really is something that that we've had but i would rather her you know i would rather her be in a classroom with you know, someone from India who, who, who is a Buddhist or a Muslim in, and then obviously, I mean, she's going to be in a classroom with, you know, white and African-American and Hispanic and, and see the real world and experience that and experience, you know, everything instead of, oh, how can I shelter her for another, you know, four years or whatever? Because by the time she makes it to, to the middle school and even the high school, like, we we should have the root system set now is it super deep maybe not but it 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 should be set and you know i don't want to go so far and say oh i failed as a parent if i didn't do that but but that i mean that is the goal is that is that it is set and she's good and so it's time it's time to start testing testing those roots um so anyway yeah I mean, I guess I'll be brief with mine, guys, and then we can we can. Move yeah, it on. took up too much time. I'm sorry, but no, you're fine. Take your time, man. We'll just take it. Can you tell I'm passionate time. about it? <laughs> no, I know, I know, I'm fine. I'm just moderating, guys, letting y'all. Li- I mean, listening in. No, I'm 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 almost kind of piecing from each of y'all's um, points a little bit. I guess that's what happens with going last. So I I went to public school, um, as y'all all four know, um, throughout my years. I almost went to private school. Um, in like seventh or eighth grade, I, I wasn't very, I didn't focus very well in school, um, struggling in my grades. And so like, I needed like a smaller classroom. Well, that never worked out and ended up being homeschooled for a year or two. Thankfully my mom, and then shipped me back off to public school and it was a fantastic public school. I mean, there was a couple of public schools, I guess, in the area, um, that were very almost like a, the, the private of the public, if that makes sense. Like the kind of like the very, um, very, very heavy clickish. Um, whereas the one I was at wasn't as bad. I will say this though, growing up, and this is the thing that I look, I don't, I think people try to escape the clicks and all that. And you're still getting that in a, at least in, in the Raleigh area, a private school atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're also getting, like Josh said, the, the status. I think some kids are going to some of these schools around here that are like 20 grand a year because, it's a, it comes with the status, just like living in a certain area. 
Um, that was one thing that me and Anna looked at. We were like, okay, the public school systems are fantastic where we moved. Um, the intentions, that was our intentions, you know, and, I, and if you throw financials out, uh, um, I still think that's our intentions. Um, the only other option we would have too around here is a charter school where you get like, that's for like a smaller classroom feel, but you don't have the, um, I guess the biblical influence. And that to me, and I was talking to Anna, um, uh, before the show asking the same question. And I think I, I'm on the same lines as like Patrick and them. It's just, um, the, the, the message that has been brought to some of these schools locally here for our, is not the message that I've found in the Word of God. That's just my opinion. Um, and I've seen people ultimately um, fall into traps um, in this city. And friends of mine, um, people that actually are younger too, but friends that, <coughs> I don't know if that's like the, the school was the issue, but I tell you, it didn't, it didn't help the situation. Um, but I, I just feel like from a public school standpoint, you get, there's an opportunity um, to, to see the world. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think like a private, you can see it. And a lot of people say, well, you go to private, you're, you're avoiding the situations and you're avoiding, you know, the, 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 the drugs and all these different things that are associated with the middle school, high school age. And it's, Josh, I think you said it right before we started. I think it's, it could be worse. At least it was when I was growing up. Um, mm -hmm. Just the access to to the money and the access to yeah the money the money and, and the makes the problems you know, a little bit exacerbated if they want to get into some trouble yeah, that way yeah. so I mean and like, you're not gonna avoid sin no so nope. I, I just I, I mean I understand like the academic side I feel like I feel like the public school system um, is is if if chosen right is good um, I even think there's some areas where you're gonna get diverse and I think it'd be okay too. Um, for my kids so that that's kind of where i'm leaning um as far as where we at well i mean we pretty much made up our mind something was drastic change i don't know i mean i think it would be completely different if there was no other school around but you you know the the, you, the kids can get that so that's that's kind of where i don't know if that makes sense to y'all but that's, i'm basically picking a little bit from all y'all because that's kind of where um my mind was with the, with the topic yeah, no, I like that. Derek, you got anything else before we move on? Mm, no, no, that's good. Hold on. Do you want to start us off again on uh, this this other topic that we're talking about? It was brought to us by Brooks and Augusta as well. So this is the third this of his three topic. topics. So if anybody Thank wants you, to Brooks. be like Brooks that's listening right now, send us three topics, one topic, two topics, to speak as you're moved at gmail.com or any of our Facebook and Instagram. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, but his question to us was, what age would you let your kids start dating? So I don't 45. Know. 45. Is that your answer? <laughs> yep. 45. Gotcha. Unless it's Wayne. Well, it's, as long as the girl takes him, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the daughters, it's going to be 45. He, yeah. Exactly. Fun, uh, you know, I don't know. Nine, ten. How do you know? <laughs> exactly. Do they have arranged marriages for your son? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Never got well, I was seventeen, so I guess I can't really It's not so much about the it's not the it's not the how old you are. I mean I, I guess it is a little bit, but um I don't want my kids dating unless they're very serious. Yeah. And they've and they've prayed a lot about it and it's a very serious matter. Um if that happens when they're 
you know, 16, 17 or so. It's fine. Define dating. Uh, okay, okay. Da- dating dating is not a, yeah. not a, probably not a good word. Courting. I was gonna but, say I'm never gonna um, want them to date. I want them to court. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> I just I say that I say that because because we had some young people in our church. I was talking to here in Leesburg, and they're like 12, and they're like, yeah, we're dating. And me and this boy are dating, and I'm like, okay, well, you're 12. Like, so I I, I asked him. I said, what what do you mean when you use the word dating? And so their definition was we go meet socially, you know, and try to figure out like if we want to be with one another, you know, which 12 year olds, they're just, that's crazy. But that's a whole nother topic. So I'm, that's why I asked is I was like, let's, let's get the word dating nailed down before we wade a little further into this. So, well, I don't know. I, I don't want dating it for, for 15 year olds seems more like, like if you if you have to get your mom to take you to a date, then you're not really on a date. Um, <laughs> like that's that. I, mean, I guess that goes to the definition of date again, because um, I'm with you there, Derek. That, that sounds silly, but then again, you can be in a romantic relationship and not go out together. Um, proof positive on that. Me and Meredith started liking each other, becoming best friends at. 14 and 13 okay do i want my kids to do that no i mean they, <laughs> i don't they're not gonna be as mature as i was they're not gonna be dead you know as yeah I, there's there's a whole lot there that is much more the exception than the rule um with that being successful um i you know i go ahead and go here we go what, what yeah because you're, you're like the unique um i wouldn't say unique that's not the right word you're like I don't know. I'm an outlier. No, no, I'm an outlier. Not, you, I mean, you're you're a completely separate uh, from a lot no, of people no. society, but you you yeah. like applaudably did it right, Ooh, and you started God. younger. I mean, not. I like, did start younger, and my parents were not happy with it. I'll go ahead and okay. put that out there. They did not want me quote dating or being in a relationship. I, I think dating is like you think about going on a date. No, yeah. they don't be in a relationship. Like this was an online relationship. This was emails back and forth. This was. AIM away messages to everybody else and me being there, you know, chatting back and forth on our dial up. I mean, you know, that that was dating as we saw it being three and a half hours away. You know, it wasn't about that. We got to go out alone to to dinner. Okay, that wasn't our dating. That's not what it consisted of. Um, It was much more um, emotional and intellectual than actually being together in person. Um, I think that helped us. Okay. Because with any young relationship, the physical is an attractant. Okay, that's just a no-brainer, and that's what can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, just being candid, like that—that's why you don't want somebody starting dating that young, especially you know if they're together all the time. That can escalate, and that is not a good thing. Whenever you're nowhere near ready to make a marriage commitment with this person, um, because as you as you guys might know, um, we dated for eleven years. And so if you're going to be in a relationship, you've got to take it slow and incremental to make that last and not just, you know, be dumb. Um, a lot of people get in trouble that way. Um, so I'm okay with them being friends. And I love the fact that we were able to become friends in a group setting. And I will encourage that mm-hmm. from, you know, whenever they're a teenager, go out as a bunch of friends. I love the fact we have 
as many revivals, we call them feast meetings that we do, because then they're geared towards everybody being together. And you find out that if you like this person or not like this person or like being around it, or even, you know, your personalities are compatible in a group setting. That's, I, that is perfect for, for, for young people. You know, you don't have to go be alone and in awkward situations and potentially dangerous situations, um, <laughs> emotionally dangerous situations to, to figure out if you want to be with somebody or not, you know, we figure that out in the, in the public forum. Um, and then, you know, would have individual conversations and talk on the phone and, you know, end up with a hundred dollar phone bill. Um, Bam. Mm-hmm. So that um, I'm cool with our kid, my kids having as long as it's focused on the Lord. Like, <clears throat> and, and, I, and I would encourage anybody, and I'll encourage my kids. Like, if you aren't in a place and you haven't dedicated your life to the Lord, you have no business looking for your lifelong mate. Okay, like that. That's right. what basis is your is your relationship going to be founded on? Who's guiding it? Who's leading it? Um, so they need to be to where they are. And I don't know what age that's going to be. It changes for each person, uh, the age of accountability. But they, they, they need to have, have made a commitment to the Lord before they even get thinking about making a relationship commitment. Um, you know, not necessarily marriage, but just even going the next step into friendship um, it, more than friendship with someone. So I mine was 14 and she was 13. I, I don't have any regrets on that. I do know it scared my parents to death. Um, I was 15. And they, uh, no, I think only 14 have. Anyway, they, they saw us holding hands and they took that very seriously. And sat me, I got in really big trouble and it was an ordeal um, because they wanted to protect me. They, they wanted me to protect me. And, and I'm thankful they did up to that point as well because I didn't have all these silly, like, you know, didn't mean anything, but we were boyfriend and girlfriend kind of things. Because then it's still some emotional baggage, even if you, you know, weren't really serious with the person. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to avoid any emotional baggage is, is I want to try to encourage that in my kids. I don't know what age that's going to be. Cause I don't know what kind of, if they're going to be serious minded or not. Um, but I hope to, you know, I hope they have God at the center of their life and then have a friendship that escalates into a relationship. Yeah. I mean the question too, I don't really know if we'd have to say like, we're out here saying 15, 16, 17, I think, but just the general terms of like, I think too, Josh, you talked about the maturity level. And then the right. center on Christ. And I think, you know, I guess I'll, I'll just say, I think I was talking and thinking about it, Brother Anna, too, just kind of like, hey, what do you think? And um, we both kind of came to the point where, like, we, we, we pray that obviously we, um, our, our kids find the Lord first and foremost. But the next step is just not to, you know, what you said, Josh, is you, you date a lot and you become, you know, these people you almost kind of sometimes grow up with and it becomes, a, yeah. there's a severance there or, or kind of like a, a, a tie that's broken. But I think yeah. um, growing in community and growing in like like the, the revival services that we have that you talk about, Josh, or maybe all coming together and just, you know, coming in a town and hanging out with your friends. In a mm-hmm. setting that's a group is, is like those fantastic things. I think I would be more encouraging to the kids with before they find out to my kids where they find out like, okay, do I want to court this person or do that? But to be careful, to be prayerfully considering, um, is this truly what, you know, God, and I think that's a hard thing. I wouldn't say it's like, it's a, you know, I think there's a, I don't know if I don't know whether the kids, but nonetheless, um, is, is something that, you know, you would want to encourage your kids and then, and you hope that that they, they grow up in that, in that realm. I think there's a, there's also a point too, where 
you know, if they're, you know, they're out of the nest, regardless of, you know, you can still be a certain influence, but you, um, they have to make their decisions for them on some point too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I cannot stress enough how thankful I am that we have a, a youth group yeah. that the parents involved all could be trusting one another. And I hope and pray that we cultivate the same kind of environment because like, yeah. I remember going to you guys' house, like, me and Mary, it wasn't about us two just getting alone and hanging out when we were dating, right? Mm -hmm. I'm 17 years old. She's 16. We're in Raleigh for the feast meeting revival, and we go over to Matt and Pat's house, okay? Well, we don't go over to Matt and Pat's house to go try to be alone. I mean, yes, that was, you know, that is a, a temptation. Sure, you know, I, you know, go sneak upstairs or something like that. But also, we knew that your parents had parameters too you know what i'm saying like they yeah. they would have called that out my parents would have found out and needed would have needed to find out you know it, right. it wasn't like you can just let them go because we did have protections built in and lord help us to, to still have those protections built in and i hope and pray that that i bring them up in such a way that the person that they do decide to get in a relationship with has those protections built into their house too and their parents to you know watch over and that kind of stuff to keep them out of trouble. I, it was frustrating at the time, but I'm so thankful for it now. Does that yeah. make sense? So. Yeah, and I would encourage um, anybody to to well, obviously with Christ, but have a have the person you're 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 dating, courting, um, even and obviously into the marriage to be have the same um, you know desires as you. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> if you don't have the same basis, I mean, it, it's <laughs> people. I've you know obviously have started off that way, and it's it's not good. So. Um, just to say, well, I love this person. Well, they really, there's a lot of different, you know, you know, prayerfully consider, you know, because when you marry, you know, obviously this is taken to the next step. Those things aren't going to get easier. They're going to get magnified. No. So if they're separated right at, at, at dating phase or courting phase, whatever, um, it's, it's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Patrick? Well, I feel like I cut Derek off. So Derek, no, no, do you no. want to? Oh, we Did got you it. want to say anything else? Uh, Remember, you're cutting into Journey's time. No, I mean, I'm. I think I too I mean, much anyway. Y'all, well, I was. I guess I was a little bit like Josh. I only had one girlfriend, and I waited a long time before I. And I prayed a lot about her and all that, and you know, I was very certain that that, that was something that the Lord, um, you know, she was the mate that the Lord gave me, and so my mom was. Of course, not super uh, on board with me just dating because I think she felt, I mean, and I did everything she taught me to do, you know, but it's still, I guess, as a mom or as any parent, you're in a little bit, you're kind of worried that are they really going to, are they, are they really doing what I told them to, you know? Right. Um, but I remember vividly telling my mom that, like, I'm about to ask her out, like, we're, we're about to start, you know, dating. I'm serious about this. And, mm -hmm. She did not like that. <laughs> um, that was my rebellious phase. Yeah, and but I think that's just I think that's normal for any parent. But um, but yeah, I think that I'm I'm okay with it as long as as that as I feel that they have they are they're serious about it and have prayed about it and it's something that the Lord gave them and not just mm. dating to figure. I don't believe in dating to figure out who you're going to marry. I think the Lord does that for you um, if you are serious and. And if you are uh, sincere in finding a mate, 
then I think the Lord will bless you with it. Or he won't, and you have to be okay with that. If right. you're not okay with, with living a single life, then um, if that's not your determination as far as I want to do what you want me to do, even if I never get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that was my prayer. I'm like, that's, 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 that's funny you said. I thought about mentioning it, and then I kind of get that myself. But that was my prayer as well. Like, if, if, it, if it takes me just being single forever, I'd rather do that, be in God's mm-hmm. will, and have his peace. And have the turmoil that can come from a relationship that you shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Lord, Lord, you know, lead me, or don't even lead me to anyone. Whatever your will is, but in, if you aren't at that point and you have somebody on your mind and that's who you want, mm-hmm. and you're trying to ask for God's blessing on it because it's what you mm-hmm. want, that's a whole different spot than, hey, Lord, guide me, even if it's to no one, because I want your peace well, yeah. and contentment in my life. And it can. Mm-hmm. And you can, the Lord will give you what you want, and it may bring leanness to your soul. Um, yeah, right. And and you might end up wishing you were single. Because it's certainly be, better to be single be than, to, than to wish you were single. But nonetheless, it's um, I think we would all agree that it's a very serious thing, and it's not to be taken lightly. Because it will, if, if, if it doesn't work out, and if it's not meant to be, it's not going to work out. Um, it will ruin relationships and it will mm-hmm. it'll tear friends and families apart over right. something that's so yeah. trivial and so stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's yeah, all. Yeah, and I would I would I mean, as far as what age, Lauren probably has a number in mind more so than I do. Um, you know, I definitely she uh, you know, will have one daughter, so I would she would she would need to be mature in the Lord. Um, so that may, you know, that may happen at 16 or that may, I, or that may happen at 21, who knows, but, but, um, you know, my wife, Lauren is, is, you know, very fond of saying date Jesus first or court Jesus first. Um, and that's what she tells a lot of the girls that, you know, they come and go from here in Leesburg, you know, we use the word court because the word date has a very specific connotation. And that connotation is that you're trying it out, which of course is not going to work. Dating will never happen. Um, or at least that's our vision and goal and law in the household. But so she'll, you know, when, when they, you know, she'll come around, she'll say, we should be courting Jesus. And what she means by that is instead of working to try to find the right boy, you need to be looking towards the one who already is right for you. And then once you get that foundation strong, then you let him lead you to the next union, which is obviously marriage. Um, so now what age that happens, tough to say. I mean, uh, yeah, I would hope it'd be a little later than 14, but you never know. Um, so it's tough to say. But I do know that we also, as, as long as she's in our house, you know, we you know, it's hard to say too much here because she's only three, but but we maintain by biblical mandate the right to veto power. So, I mean, if some fella comes around and then he's not up to standard, guess what? He's getting the door. And I have I have that right as her father because she's under my watch until she's in union with another. And then when I give her away, I give her away. And so, yeah, I'm going to be real considerate about who that potential fella is. And I, and again, we have biblical 
we have biblical mandate and really responsibility to care for not just our children's souls, but also, you know, our children's well-being. And I marvel sometimes, I'm going to rant just a little bit, maybe preach a little bit. I marvel sometimes that that there are parents in this world who will give their heart, mind, and soul towards furthering their, their child's education, but seem to care so little with yeah. their children's soul but won't and, wake up Sunday morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they will. They will. They will the earn yeah. every the, dollar the in their bank account to make sure this child gets the best education on planet Earth. But they can date whoever they want. They can go wherever they want, and they can do whatever they want. And there is no regard for the eternal things. And I just. I do not. I do not see the logic in that. I do not see any, any way where that makes sense. And um, so, you know, it kind of goes back to the original question: What is your goal? So, I don't know what age it's going to be. Lauren probably has a better understanding of that than me. But I hope that she'll be mature in the Lord, and then she'll she'll court to marriage, and it'll be someone. You know, we've we've given her the fundamentals, kind of like Derek's parent. Like Derek, you mentioned your mom did. You know, give them the fundamentals. And hope that she, you know, she she leans on the Lord for that guidance, and does, you know, does exactly like Lauren did. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because Lauren married me. Don't understand. Lauren waited, and she she was patient, and 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 she has a beautiful testimony. So I pray that Becca is exactly like that. So awesome. hope y'all don't misunderstand that comment. No, no, I completely understood. Oh, got you, buddy. Anything else before we give Josh's uh, uh, no, uh, well, not much time on his dad Give him his negative five minutes. My favorite. Finish this Who out. cares? It's fine. <laughs> Go, Josh. It's you, buddy. Hey, guys. Um, so, we got some more submissions this week, and um, you're getting a toilet bowl light. I love those things. You're getting one, okay? So, <laughs> if you want, you get the toilet bowl light motion detected, and it lights up the toilet bowl. You'll have to turn on the lights at night. It's just great. It's great, especially as you get older, and you're up in the middle of the night more than uh, when I was younger. Um, in my 20s, I'd say I, I wasn't up a whole lot in the middle of the night, you know? Um, like, getting up, and now with the kids and this, that, and the other, there's a lot of times they're up, or they, you know, there's a they're sick or there's a bad dream and that kind of stuff. So these toilet bowl lights are what's up. You're getting one um, winner tonight. So we're going to start off. We had some last, for some reason, I missed a couple last week. Um, Janice and Raleigh wrote in uh, that she is um, doing crunches twice a day now. Um, Captain in the morning and Nestle in the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Captain Crunch. Definitely Crunch. Got it. Okay, yeah. okay. I liked it. Um, <laughs> Jacob in between Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, somewhere in Georgia. Um, y'all know what washes up on small beaches? Then <laughs> microwaves. Microwaves. Uh. Yes, they wash up on small <laughs> beaches. And you know why the, the plane got sent to its room? Bad mm-hmm. altitude. They had a bad altitude. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I really like that one a lot. Yeah, um, Rainy wrote in, why did the tortilla chip start dancing? That's because they put on the salsa. 
And Cheyenne out of Raleigh. She's Raleigh, or she lives in Cary, or somewhere close to Raleigh, um, North Carolina. Uh, and by the way, Cheyenne, thank you for your kind words. Um, please, I mean, we love to hear you from you guys. So if you guys think about writing, go ahead and do it. Um, we she just had some kind words. It was nice, and she included a joke. What kind of car does an egg drive? That'd be a Yolks wagon. <laughs> and um, let's see. This came from Piper in West Columbia. Um, what happens if you don't have the bread of life? Josh. Your toast. Your so toast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so that brings us down to our final and I determined best. Uh, we didn't have a oh wow! These before, um, <laughs> <He knows him. laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, wow! Yes, yes. So Leanne in West Columbia. Who's that? Um, at, huh? Derek. She's a she's a total Dinner? fox, is what she is. Oh yeah! Whoa! <laughs> and at seventeen, little dork Derek. Oh uh, no! Shut up, guys. She wrote in, and what do you call it? I like this one because it's Christian. All right, so Christian based. So, what do you call it when Batman skips church? That would be Christian Bale. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Bale on the church. So she, and I guess Derek, Uh, you're getting it too. It was going to your house. so, I mean, that's Wait. one way for you guys to win this thing. Get your spouse to write in, too. Um, so, mm-hmm. Derek is going to be able to use the bathroom in the middle of the night without turning on his light. Um, it's going to be great, especially when those late-night Taco Bell runs. You know, you can just walk in the bathroom and let's mm-hmm. light up. Oh, so, it's going to mm-hmm. be great. But, you guys, get your jokes. I, I enjoy them every single week. Um, this week, you know. We had a pretty good, uh, pretty good submissions, and I do appreciate it. Um, I need a little pick me up every now and then. Tonight I was tired. We uh, we drove 19 hours yesterday, and I was kind of, kind of not feeling it. And then I started getting into my jokes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling it. Like these guys are awesome. I appreciate every one of our listeners. So send in your jokes to speakasyourmoves at gmail.com, or you can, you can't do that. You can uh, DM us on um, Instagram. Or messenger on Facebook, speak as your mood. But thank you for all your submissions. Thank you guys. Keep them coming. Yeah, send in your topics, please. Anything, thoughts, yes. questions, at all three. Um, and then, uh, Josh, we appreciate you doing that, buddy. Yeah, man, I, I love it. I love it. So we're gonna keep it rolling, man. So. And then uh, join us next week, same time, same place, eight thirty. Uh, you can listen in for first time listeners, or if you want to tell anybody. Um, Tell them to go to our website, speakasyourmoved.com, and to listen live. Anything else, guys? No, man. Good show. Good show. High fives all around. Well, Derek, I'm going (laughs) to pick on you, let you dismiss us in prayer. um, All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for tonight. Thankful for the conversation. Thankful for the listeners. Thankful for the brothers. We just pray that you would be with everything that was said tonight. I pray that it would go out to somebody and help them along their way. If it would maybe uplift or encourage or maybe even enlighten. We just pray that you would 
continue to help us to shine your light, continue to be uh, lovers one of another, help us to uh, always prefer our brother ahead of ourselves, and just go with us. God, guard and direct us and bring us back next week, as we ask in your name. Amen. 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 Jordan, guys. See y'all next week. See you next week. Same time. Same place.